0: Hello and welcome to Self-Care Repair, a 15-minute podcast on mental well-being for the mind. My name is Cyrus Turner, and I'm here to put some insights on common myths surrounding well-being practices and to show you the real side of these to these practices that even you can pick up and try. Some of these may work for you, some may not. It all depends on your state of mind. Now let's begin with one of my favorite, to talk about subjects, meditation. Now when you think of meditation, what do you think of? Do you think of Buddhas chanting in a dim candlelit room. What about hipsters trying to free their minds? Meditation, from what I've seen, seems to have this weird taboo around it, especially when I tell people that I do so in my free time. I think a lot of people think that meditation comes from uh, its portrayal in movies and TV, and much more as this thing that isn't normal to do. Well, as someone who has meditated for about three years now, I can tell you how much that that mindset is wrong. In my own personal opinion, meditation isn't just deep breathing and visualization. Well, not all, to say the least. Nor do you have to change a lot of your lifestyle to do it. Think of it less like a chore on your to-do list and more of a workout for your mind. It's a habit you integrate into your daily life. I personally think that the first step in good mental health and self-care is to learn how to meditate. Why? Well, it's like working out. It's a good habit to do in its purest form. It's meant to keep the mind healthy and in working order. Like in working out, though, it takes time Before we get any further, I want to pause here and tell you why I'm talking about all this nonsense to you, the listener, in the first place, and why meditation is so important to me. See, in 2017, your host Harris was bashful, short-tempered, an overall loss of what he wanted to do out of life. Now, that may just seem like the usual teenage angst, but for me, it was different. It was such a such a frustrating time for me. I felt like nobody wanted to talk to me, and all of my interactions with even my friends felt off I really didn't know what I was doing wrong Um, and you know neither did anybody else it's funny because my parents at the time bought me a punching bag (laughs) on one of my birthdays see like to see if I could get the stress out but it was never really interesting to me and it never really helped that much Either, and you know, video games, as much as they are part of my life, they didn't help either. For the most part, they were just another way to get angry or distracted for a bit. It wasn't exactly the worst year of my life, but they sure were the weirdest years of my life. Maybe it was Gene Jacks. Maybe it was not. Maybe it was a mix of things. But one thing still stands feeling being lost. I'm sure most people listening right now have at one time or another felt the same way as I did or are feeling it right now, and it just happened that a little startup app called Headspace came my interest during mid-2018. At first, I was skeptical, as I'd seen other ads for similar products and thought nothing of it probably had the same mindset as most people do um, from the media that I watched. However, Headspace spoke to me for some reason. I don't know what it was, but it was probably the first time I felt like my mind was relaxed. Everything kind of stopped. It was something that impacted me greatly and still impacts me today. Now here I am today with about 2431 hours of pure meditation. That is around 101 days. So what changed? Well for starters, I'm much happier, I anger way less than I used to, and do I still get angry? Well, of course, it's a part of life, nobody can be calm and happy all the time. But I get angry way, way less. Another thing is that I've been more optimistic about life. I used to be a huge pessimistic person. And now I'm a bit more optimistic and introspective about how the world works. Life to me is no longer black and white, as some people do see it. Now I can see both sides of the same coin. Most importantly, I became more empathetic with friends and family and even strangers. The quality of life overall has improved from three years ago. And how amazing is that? Now obviously not all of the success I've faced has been through meditation. That's never the case. I'm no therapist, brain scientist or professional. I, Harris Turner, i am just simply someone who meditates, I guess you could say casually. And of course, meditation isn't some secret formula that will make you at peace with yourself in one day. It's, again, I like I said, it's like working out, it takes time to see the actual results. And I feel like that's what puts people off, it takes effort. I see a lot of people say that they can't sit still, or it wasn't what they expected, or. That they get bored doing nothing that's okay meditation doesn't expect you to come back every day or to like you aren't obligated to do so you know instead meditation is an ongoing journey like you can come back at any time there's no real end goal besides the ones you really pick especially with apps and stuff um, and it's all about personal goals. What meditation provides isn't an order but the freedom to your day. Now that may sound bad on paper, but when was the last time you done absolutely nothing? And I mean nothing. Just think about that. The the rise of meditation is not because people wanted to become more spiritual or with themselves, but for the most part, it's because it became more accessible. More than ever, I see meditation apps both paid and free being advertised online as helpful and beneficial to the brain. These apps, in my opinion, have high quality for the most part and help ease people into meditation. Their large reach to the masses has been one of huge success and growth. The app I use, Headspace, states that they have over 2 million people who use it daily, and they have gained over $93 million over the process. Like it or hate it, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's not one of the biggest growing markets, and there's a reason behind it. People value free time. I'm sure everybody here probably knows that, or at least to a certain extent. Our world is getting busier and busier for most people, and there's less time to spend by yourself. It's not just that. Recent studies have stated that there have been more cases, not just depression, but anxiety in both Canada and the world. These apps have come out at the right place at the right time of humanity's history, especially during these recent events where things have been more stressful than ever. However, meditation isn't all rainbows and sunshine. firstly, these apps that I've mentioned aren't free or are at least the the ones that are free aren't the highest of quality, and they might and they're quite pricey for if you aren't fully invested into meditation. Headspace space prices at twelve ninety nine per, I think, week or month. While its competitor, Calm, while providing 7 days free, it's at a hefty price around 60 bucks annually. It's no wonder why these apps rack in so much money. These... Of course, these apps are very taxing on your wand. Um, Another major complaint is that these apps simplify meditation to a T. Many people who have meditated for a long time fear that they are marketing something that should be free, and that is crutching meditation as a whole. However, I do suggest doing your own research for each app and video out there, they provide their own benefits and disadvantages that you will have to look into yourself. Both big apps, Calm and Headspace, provide a decent amount of free content to start with that you can try for yourself. If you don't like it, if you don't like what you see, you don't need to use it. Finding your own voice is key to approaching meditation. Again, there is a reason why the these are high-priced. They provide high quality. These apps are constantly adding new features and expansions to provide the highest quality they can provide. If you haven't been put off by the heavy prices or the simplified experience, you might be asking yourself, "Well, what now? Where to next? Well that's up to you to decide. I'm not forcing you to do meditation, but simply to consider it. Try it out even. If you don't like it, then so what? It's not like it's doing so much harm to yourself if you don't try it. After all, both apps I suggested earlier have free trials that you can use to see if you can enjoy their services. Overall, you don't even need to have apps to meditate. There's plenty online that are free that you can probably just watch on your own. Bear in mind that some of these may be lower in quality. Overall, the future of meditation isn't going anywhere anytime soon. In fact, it's probably involved. More and more people will probably get involved into this new headspace, I guess. has been this has been this has been the 50-minute podcast self-care repair with your host iris turner well, i cover self-care to the best of my abilities i think in this day and age we need some good self-care to live a happy and healthy life now that sounds a bit cheesy i know but i think it's true My goals for these podcasts isn't to command you or give you a solution to all your problems. It's to think about how you can handle your own self-care. Even if you think you have good self-care routines, you can still ask yourself, how can I improve this? Now, enough talk from me. Until next time, where I will be talking about sleep until then.